This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey there, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. And uh, this is the long-awaited, much-anticipated Podcast 25. It's funny. I mean, people didn't think that this was going to happen. But um, we actually managed to pull this off there, Wackerly. Yep. Thanks to your brother here. This is special good. special guest. Well, we kind of threw people for a loop by doing Podcast 26 last week and Podcast 25 this week. But people, as promised, we have my brother, the King Deviant, here live in the studio. And I will be talking to him about in, in just one second. But uh, one thing I want to mention is, uh, Wackerly, you really missed out Monday night. You know how I told you that we had a Norwegian fan that kept emailing us and said that he wanted to go out drinking and take us out drinking? Well, he came on Monday, he came to San Francisco, and you didn't come out drinking, and I did. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm an antisocial fuck. Emailed me and told me Norway is coming. And I'm like, Norway is coming, you know, what does this mean? And so I look in the email and said this Norwegian guy, big fan of our show, emails us frequently, said he's going to be in San Francisco for a few days and was like, yeah, I'd like to meet up for a beer. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't tend to usually do this, but you know, I might as well. And so I tried to get Wackily to come out, and he wouldn't come out. So then I tried to get my sister's boyfriend to come out, and he wouldn't come out drinking. You didn't ask me. Dude, I don't like to hang out with you, though. <laughs> so I ended up going solo by myself. I showed him San Francisco. And I told him to, well, yeah, you probably could. I would have taken him to Satellite Woods. Yeah, he would have been frightened. He would have been very frightened. And uh, th- that voice you're hearing over there is my brother, Jeffrey, who uh, is gracing us with his presence. Finally, we got him here in the studio. He's no longer proud this week, so he has time to be here. Yeah. yeah no, I'm shamed. He- he's shamed. Probably shamed. So anyway, anyway, I go out and I meet him at a bar in the Tenderloin. And dude, we got shit-faced. We got just completely drunk. This dude just kept buying beer, shots of Fernet, and his sister was there, too, and his sister was hot. If you would have told me that there was free booze and, and his sister was coming, I probably would have made more of an effort to be there. Dude. D was saying he blacked out, so he doesn't remember what happened between you know the one bar and waking up for work in the morning in this guy's bed. That'll happen. Maybe the guy can email in and let us know. All right. Guy, you're, you're giving away the story here. Right. No, actually, what happened? We had a good time. He wanted to go to a strip club. I, I kind of regret not being able to take him to a strip club because I don't think his sister would have enjoyed it. But we did go to the Tenderloin. I got to show him a slice of uh, San Francisco. It was funny because he told me that he took a cab here and the cab driver's like, you don't want to walk around there alone. It's warning him. So he was all like looking around like all nervous. I'm like, dude, it's the Tenderloin. Foreign people are always scared of the Tenderloin. But yeah, we ended up getting extremely wasted. I missed the train to get back to uh, Oakland. So I had to spend the night at my sister's house, go to work wearing the exact same clothes I had worn the day before. and to Smell make... like cigarettes? Smell like cigarettes and like beer. you have sharp pain in your rectum? I was walking funny. <laughs> And so I go there, I go to work, and everyone knew I just got shit-faced the night before, and I accidentally, ah, dude, I was changing the water cooler, and I dropped the water cooler. I dropped the water tank all over the kitchen. Did it bust open? Yeah, it busted open and made a horrible mess, like all over the kitchen. I was just wasted. It was embarrassing. I didn't even want to get into it. But I just want to say that I had fun, and if there are any other fans, especially hot chick European fans... You're more than welcome to come to San Francisco and take me out drinking. And me. All right, all right. Maybe maybe Wackerly will come out drinking. How many hot chick fans have called you guys so far? 
Dude, we've had many. We uh-huh. had many. How many did you go out with? You'd be surprised at how many hot European girls listen to Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Was it zero? You would be amazed. You would be amazed. No comment. So as we mentioned before, we had to do Podcast 26 last week, and this week's Podcast 25. And the reason we couldn't do Podcast 25 when we should have done Podcast 25 is because my gay brother was a proud man last week. The whole week you were proud. I have one, we actually have one day to be proud. We just built up to it for that week. Well, it's, okay, so it's Gay Pride Weekend. How come you're, like, partying all week for Gay Pride? Is it, do people party all week for Gay Pride? You build, like, a, you build like a, a, a tolerance foundation for all the drugs and alcohol you're going to do on Gay Pride Day. Is it kind of like the Christian gays have one day and then the, the Jewish gays have, like, eight days of Gay Pride? <laughs> it's very much like that. <laughs> so, so were you just, like, doing poppers and just random acts of sodomy the whole week? Or, or what was going on here? And building up anticipation and, and a uh, and a, you know a tolerance for everything you can do. I mean, dude. You, well, you were work. You work at a bar in the Castro. Yeah. And so you're working pretty much the whole week. Cause yeah, I remember you said, oh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much worked the whole week. Well, you you said to us, you're like, oh, I can't make it down the podcast because I'm on call. And it's like really on call. They're just so busy that they might need more people. Well, they want to make money. This not seriously about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember how Wackerly Wackerly was like, dude, he's not a doctor. All right, I wasn't on call. I wasn't working. I was fucking high and getting fucked. <laughs> okay, see, Gay Pride Week. Right. The honesty finally yeah. comes out. Yeah, because yeah. you were making it sound like you were some like chief of surgery down in the Castro, <laughs> chief of anal probing I'm in the Castro. Call. Oh my God, there's an emergency. Dude, they have to have some salad there. toss needed at Castro. <laughs> 18th. Code. Someone's got to do it. Code pink. Someone's got to show it. Someone's we need gay, the, man. Someone's got to show the foreign gays a good time. So I imagine you getting to the uh, the site of the emergency in a car and like the sirens going, woo, woo. <laughs> so you were there that weekend? Dude, I'm going to have to put, I'm going to have to get theme music for my brother every time he talks. You really should. Yeah, I'm going to have to get like YMCA or It's Raining Men or something. I don't know. I can't believe you don't have it. So how was Pride Weekend? Did you make a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, were there a lot of gays all over the streets? There were a couple showed up. Thousands of people come to San Francisco yeah, for the couple, parade. A couple showed up for it, yeah. Did you go to the parade? No, I didn't go to the parade. I was too hungover. You didn't, you didn't even do I mean, did, did everyone just kind of go to the Castro? Is that, or is the parade in the Castro? Or is no, the parade downtown. So the parade's downtown. They party downtown, but then they go out drinking in the Castro. Celebrate Pride. Well, it's, there's, there's Pink Saturday. Pink Saturday. That's the thing that goes Pink on in Saturday the Castro. Time. They block off the streets. And it's just a cacophony of homosexuals. Just having rampant sex in the porta potties. Porta potties. You don't need to go to the porta potties. You're in San Francisco. You can just do it wherever you are. You can have sex anywhere. Hello. Yeah. What if the man gays have to see the woman gays doing it though? Isn't that kind of? A... There's some ordinances. Okay. There, there's zones. <laughs> there's zones off. So do gay men ever a fight? <laughs> so do gay men get along well with the lesbians, or is there like a rivalry going on? It's a lot like the Jets and the, and the uh, Sharks. I always pictured it to be more like the Warriors. Remember that movie, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Warriors? No, 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 the Warriors is a little too true. Oh, you guys, you guys are all friendly. You get along and you just party and listen to Madonna. We do. I mean, you know, nobody really has fights like that. They just call each other cunts and. And then just yeah, do some more poppers. <laughs> and we get high. <laughs> and so how how does the Pride Parade compare to that other festival they have in San Francisco in the fall, the Folsom Street Fair? Well, the Folsom Street Fair is completely different. It's a much better festival. So what's the difference though? The Folsom Street Fair isn't that just like a sorted leather festival? Yeah. So if I Door Alley is worse. Well, I'm Door just. Alley? 
Well, I'm, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to ask you, as a tourist, if I was coming to San Francisco and I wanted to see someone get fisted, would I go to Gay Pride Parade or would I go to well, the go, Folsom Street Fair? Folsom Street Fair if you need to see something like that. And so is there fisting going on just right in the street? Well, I don't know. I don't think there's fisting going on in the street. But if you go to Door Alley, I bet you could find some fisting going on in that alley. I bet you could get fisted in that alley. What's Door Alley? Is that another fair? Yeah, it's another festival. It's like a smaller festival. Dude, there's so many gay festivals here in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, we'll Door Alley. And we'll get you fisted. All right. We'll get you a, we'll get you a sticker for your... Uh, for the, we'll put it on the chain harness. Can Wackerly come along? Yeah, Wackerly can't come. <laughs> Why not? No, you're what denied. Am I, liver? You're denied. All right, fine. You can come and get fisted too. Well, I'm Yay. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you made it in, in here to Sick and Wrong. I know you're busy last week, so yeah, we had to throw everyone for a loop by doing podcast 26. But finally, we get to do podcast 25 and have you here, which is kind of an honor. It's good. It's definitely good. Did we completely fuck up all your listeners now. Well, people are confused. They're a little pissed. Well, why don't the listeners who understand that they did it backwards explain it to the listeners who didn't? Yeah, actually, you could do, we could do that. How many of them are there? Like 10,000, I don't know. Legions of fans. Legions of sick and wrong fans. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, shit. God, I mean, this is like probably the most underrated podcast on the internet. So my little brother has legions. Yeah, legions. Legions of fans. Minions. I'd say minions. Le- are you saying we have legions or legions? Legions. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned to me on the car ride, a car ride over here that... Uh, the, the gays have their own Olympics. There's gay Olympics coming up. Yeah, it's like next week in Chicago. So is it is it a national thing? It's an international thing, girlfriend. It's an international. <laughs> so people compete internationally in the gay Olympics? Yeah. I'm kind of confused. Is it just like normal Olympics but with uh, gay people? I mean, do they do the normal event? I mean, I'm sure they do pole vaulting. But all like, the, all the events are going to be naked. No, isn't it just one huge game of grab ass? That's kind of what yeah. I always envisioned like it to a be. Three day long the end of every game marathon. turns into grab ass. It's just like no, it's like a big, huge game of grabas. That's they say in France. Is that how they say in France? Grabas. Yeah, And so it's just like the bears against like the uh, what was it? The, the bears aren't allowed to compete. The bears aren't allowed to compete yeah, in grabas. They eat everyone. Well, I always wonder. Do you think if you're tall, you have an advantage at grab ass, or if you're short, are you better well, it's at really grab ass? Arm length, right? I, I don't know. I'm, I've never really played grab ass professionally. I think you should go to the gay games, guy. In fact, I think you should go undercover. Well, seriously, though, they don't, they don't really. I think play. you should go undercover as a contestant. D. Well, I'm, yeah, it'd be like that movie, The <laughs> Ringer, and bring a. Luckily, there's your. Uh... It would be like that movie, The Ringer. Somebody's, somebody's, somebody's got a man that's at home station. As your fluffer and lube boy. <laughs> So, no, but what happens at the gay games? It's just like everyone kind of goes there and competes, and there's like the regular events like track and field and wrestling and Which all ring toss. And then it all ends up, culminates in a game of grabas. It's a, it's a fiery hot culmination. Have you ever seen the gay Olympics? <laughs> no, I've never seen the gay Olympics. I knew you'd never been there. Have you ever competed? Yeah. Well, I don't have to compete. I mean, you're such a, you're one of the most athletic people I know. I'm surprised you Am I one of the most athletic people you know? I'm surprised you wouldn't be, like, <laughs> I was a, really Yeah, that. I'm surprised I wasn't recruited. Yeah, I'm, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm surprised. I would think that there'd be some kind of gay Olympic coach that would come up there. And... So next week in Chicago, Illinois, they're going to have the gay, International Gay Olympics? Yes, they are. Hmm. I, you know, I, that, that's weird. So what about, like, gay retarded people? Are there, like, a gay, is there gay special Olympics? Well, there are no gay retarded people. There, there has to be gay retarded people. Nope. One would think. Dude, have you ever had sex with a gay retarded man? I would. You would? <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever had sex with a gay retarded man? Not mentally retarded. 
Not mad. <laughs> so wait, you have disabled person? You've had sex with a paraplegic? Or a quadriplegic? I would. <laughs> it doesn't count if they're passed out. Stump fuck. <laughs> <laughs> an amputee. You've had yeah. sex with an amputee? I did have sex with a guy with four fingers, but I couldn't. It was just a little weird. Wow, Jesus. Must have made fisting easier. <laughs> yeah, right, but he gave the worst hand jobs ever. <laughs> a little disappointed with the hand jobs. All right, well, we got to move on here with uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast 25. As we told you before, this is an extra special episode of Sick and Wrong. We're commemorating the fact that we've done 25 podcasts. Actually, now we've done 26. But So we're not doing a, a typical sick and wrong show here we're not going to have articles and we're not competing with news items what we're doing what we're doing is we're we have our own personal sick and wrong stories that has happened to us personally so i'm going to tell my sick and wrong story lance is going to tell his and then my brother is going to tell his sick and wrong story and the listening audience is invited to vote as to who has the most foul and repulsive, sick and wrong personal story. And I think the winner, instead of getting a case of beer, should get a fifth of Gentleman's Jack. Well, what no, do you think about care. that? Gentleman's Jack? It's a special care. occasion, so yeah. yeah. We've we got to mark the special occasion. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, Wackerly, I, I guess you're going to go first here? I guess I'll kick it off. You, you'll kick off? All right. So, uh, Wackerly's personal sick and wrong story. The rules are that it had to happen to you personally, not someone you know. So that you had to be rule. involved in this. Yeah, directly okay. involved. Okay. So I was rolling this dead hooker's body into the river and uh <coughs> oh sorry. Oh, I've heard that one before. Yeah, I should probably warn people we were that with you that night. <laughs> since these are since these are personal stories, they're not going to compete with our normal weekly stories. So I don't want people emailing in, "Oh, those stories were lame." But yeah, because they really have to us, and we're not in jail. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like we're murdering prostitutes here, killing homeless people to get erections. So well, maybe uh, my brother. <laughs> well, that's why we have you here. So uh, to lead off uh, my story uh, with that lead off, uh, I just have a simple. Uh, Poo story, which probably a lot of people have some experience. I with. think everyone has encountered a poo mishap at least once in their lives. But I think, think I think mine is a little special and worth mentioning. It's Just an egregious poo story. An egregious poo story. So okay. I used to I used to go to college in Massachusetts, and uh, I was really kind of dirt poor at the time, and also just kind of a lousy bum from you know being dirt poor, not knowing anybody. Could you afford toilet paper? I could afford toilet paper. I used to steal it from the uh, building that I had all my classes in. And I used to drink really cheap beer, like, every day. Like, Milwaukee's best, right? And and I think everybody knows what that does to your GI tract. Yeah, your your stomach in the next day, a hangover off of Milwaukee's best, the beast. It's so this, not a pretty sight. Yeah, so this story occurred around finals time, uh, but that didn't stop me from drinking, you know, lots of Milwaukee's beast I mean, and Black you, Label. When you say you're drinking Milwaukee's beast, are you drinking, like, a case like 12 beers one night? No, like eight a day probably. That's enough to give you the shits. Right. So this is around finals time, uh, and I'm hanging out with some of these people I'm in, I take classes with uh, You know, before I had a final that afternoon. And so being poor uh, college students, we decide, hey, let's go to Pizza Hut because they have all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Dude, Milwaukee's best in Pizza Hut. And plus, remember... It's a dangerous mix. Remember, I'm, I'm, I don't have any money, so an all-you-can-eat buffet for lunch... 
You don't hold back. Yeah, to a penniless college kid, that's like, yeah, it's like Valhalla. So we go to we go to the Pizza Hut on campus, and uh, you know we just chow down on all this pizza, all this free salad, ranch dressing that's been sitting out for a couple hours. You know, just just Pizza Hut slices of pizza that are sitting have been sitting out for a while. Um, chow down, basically. We finally are stuffed to the point where we can't eat anything more, and we go back well, to... Well, that's uh, like an American buffet. I mean, you have to get your money's worth. Right. I mean, eat as much as possible. Yeah, it's like seven bucks. It's I wanna, like bovine America at the feeding trough. I'm trying to eat enough that I don't have to eat for like two more days, and I can spend more money on, you know, shitty beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to spend, you know, on the the important things in life. So we eat lunch. We go back. We all have this exam, like, you know, in the afternoon at like three o'clock. This is so about one o'clock. We go back. Women's studies? Uh, some type of bullshit engineering class. Not that, not that it matters. Okay. But uh, so we go back. We're sitting there in the study hall, you know, going over the notes and everything. And I start to feel a rumbling in the Ooh. tummy. And this is before the exam. Well, I still have about an hour left to go. And I decide that this is one of those shits that uh, the public restroom is just not going to be uh, adequate. I need home base. Did you never want to? Take I need a home shit base like advantage. That. Yeah, you never want to take a shit like that in a public restroom. So I lived about a twenty-minute walk from uh, where this where this uh, classroom building was. Right. So it was impending. You could feel it coming. It was impending, and I immediately knew. Well, it wasn't really a turtle. Cotton. So I make a mad dash for home, right? I know I need to do it. I know it's I mean, not going to work out in the public run restroom. Properly, or were you kind of like holding your hand back there? It's like sort of that stiff-legged run where you're trying not to uh, jostle your intestine around too much, but still trying to go as quickly as possible, right? So I'm on my way home. When I on this walk home, I have there's this field that I have to cross, which is actually very good because it means that there's not a lot of people around in the middle of this field. So if you had to, you I could... get in the middle of this field, right? And I seriously consider just dropping trow right there and <laughs> shitting in the middle of this field. This is the middle of the day, by the way. Well, it's in nature. I mean, well, bears do it. Nature had its own ideas, and it so was not going to let me even drop trow. So if you like get caught by the cops, you'd be like, I'm fertilizing here. Well, well, people, <laughs> let me just say this. I shit my pants. <laughs> but let me, let me, I want to, I want to describe <laughs> the severity. I want to, I want to describe the severity, though. I think everybody who's had a shitty pants story, you know, you you smudge your pants. A couple skid marks in the underwear. Like That's Jeff, what I've had. A like few Jeff times. said, you turtle. You realize you turtle. You know you got to go and change yeah, your underwear. Yeah, but Jeff doesn't even have a sphincter anymore, <laughs> so it doesn't even count. It just leaks out <laughs> into just, your defense. Strap a slop up your asshole. But people, so here's here's the image of the change it twice a day, like here's the image that I want to put into your head about this 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 event that I personally experience. And you're gonna think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. I had on a pair of uh, black jeans. All right. <laughs> I shot a stream of wet feces out of each pant leg simultaneously onto the ground. Dude, that's fucking disgusting. I think I filled this entire pair of jeans. So there was it was it shit coming down both pant legs or Sim just at one? the same time shooting out the bottom of the pant legs <laughs> past my shoes. So it was going over your shoes, right? I mean, you could feel it going down your legs. It was like a double barrel shotgun yeah, blast. No, I had stopped running. <laughs> I mean, were you just standing there, just pouring shit out of your ass? It felt like you know somebody had taken like you know some type of a chainsaw and just jammed it into my intestines, and just whatever would come of that was shooting out of my asshole. So like chunks of pepperoni. I was probably about five minutes away from home, so and at this point, at this point, I'm not walking stiff legged anymore. Because what's the point, uh, yeah. right? Did you just go back to the Pizza Hut? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, well, it's too late now. I get home, right? I, I strip down, throw the pants, the underwear, in the bathtub. But now I'm looking at the clock, and I got to get back, right? Because oh, I got to go take this exam. So you didn't even have time to take a shower? I think I jumped in the shower when I took these pants off and everything. How did you get the pants off? I mean, did they stick to your... I mean, did you have to, like, slide out of them, or did they just come off? They, slid, they right? slid right off. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I think it was the easiest time I've ever got my pants off. Ah, oh, dude. So, uh, you know... Left the pants in the ba- in the bathtub. I mean, put on you, new clothes. Did you throw the pants out eventually? Uh, well, like I said, I didn't have much money, so I think I tr- <laughs> I made an attempt at rinsing them out, and yeah, this, and eventually just said, "There's no way I'm ever going to put these pants on again." You know, you always think that your underwear is going to be able to hold it in, but it doesn't. It's a fallacy. It's this was like out. you know the tsunami that they had in, uh, <laughs> in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, that's what this was like. A shit it had tsunami. never been. It, it had never been before experienced. Oh, Jesus, dude. Has that, has that ever happened to you again? Oh, God, no. God, did you tell any of your, like, your your colleagues? This is the first time I've ever related this story to anyone. Not even a girlfriend? It's like an intervention. Ah, oh, dude. I hope I, my girlfriend's not listening right I now. You're really special, don't you, D? I, you know, I'm actually kind of disgusted. That's just pretty foul. This image of uh, Wackerly over here just streaming, like, propelling shit out of his trousers. It's just a foul sight. It was severe. I mean, it was a, it was like a worldwide so was tragedy. Was there like a big puddle of shit on the ground, like a trail leading back to your so house? Dude, now, now that, Probably. Now that, you, now that you've done this, <laughs> like if you were watching an important game or something and you couldn't get up, could you just let loose and shit in your pants again? I no, mean, now that you've no, done it, because no. I think most people just you know they just can't let loose and do it. No, it's not like that. So if you if it was like an integral part, dude, of the this game, was an emergency. Just... This isn't. I mean, if you could have made it to the bathroom, you wouldn't have like shit your pants. You didn't do this on purpose. My, I think my main mistake was thinking that home base was required. I should have just gone and used the uh, campus toilet. You no, know, I've had emergencies where I've had to use you know bathrooms at like a strip club or, or something like that, and it's been embarrassing. But it's like I'd rather do that than shit my pants. No, the best is, is you know having to go to you know, nasty ass smelly shit at a party in the one bathroom, especially the Coke bathroom. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone so, has to know, run yeah, from doing you're, you're just like, oh, excuse me, I've really got to use the restroom here. And you go in there, you just close the door. You're in there for ten minutes, and everybody's out there because they need to do some mumps. <laughs> you know, or the, or the women's bathroom in a nightclub. That's that's where you want to take a smelly, like long ass shit. Is that why Dude. you only hang out at bars that all are just men? Yeah, so you have to deal with that. Yeah. Well, sorry, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do it anyway, though. dude. That's pretty disgusting. No, no, I, I never. I mean, my, I think the moral I took away from this was don't be a prima donna about your shit. Just go I think anywhere. Also, just go uh, anywhere that's convenient. I think be wary of Pizza Hut buffets. Oh, I've never been back to Pizza Hut bef- since. Yeah, I, I, I think I would avoid Pizza Hut. Yeah, like the plague. Yeah, God, that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> if I'm going to be able to beat that. I think I might be able to come close. Um, I, I do have my own shit stories. Nothing that severe. You know, I, I think everyone at one point, whether, they, whether they're being honest or not, has definitely shit their pants. Or at least had a bit of a skid mark. Touch cotton. I just did. Dude, not during the podcast. God, I warned him about that. You have to set these rules before. It's that lack of sphincter. I told you to wear depends. No, so what happened to me involved another thing, which I think, which is also common. I'd say more so amongst guys, but maybe around. I'm sure lesbians have experienced it too. Is the um, the phenomenon of earning your red wings? Ugh. Have you ever you done to, that, Wackerly? 
urge your Red Wings. I should probably explain what that well, term means. Well, I was going to ask, do you want to explain it or do you just want to tell the story and let people figure it out? Actually, that's a good idea. I, th- I think you'll be able to decipher the meaning of that term uh, through my story. So my story occurred, it was my freshman year of college. Let's see, I'm aging myself here, but that was like back in uh, 1994, I guess, 93? Something like that. Something like that. And so my roommate and a friend of mine, uh, it was spring break. We decided to drive to Florida. Um, We we drove down to Florida to spend spring break in uh, Fort Myers with my roommate. Let's call him Chuck, his uh, fiance's parents. So his fiance's parents lived in uh, in Fort Myers, and so we were staying in their house for a week, and we were just going down there to drink, use their pool, and just kind of hang out. Well, come on now. Whenever a college uh, guys go to Florida on spring break, you're trying to get some ass. Well, no, that was the that was the main goal. Right. It's always the main goal. I mean, it still is the main goal. But so we were going down there, yeah, with the purpose of drinking, hanging out, bonding, and you know, primarily getting some ass. We did go to Daytona. That's we did, what I we do did in the Florida. the Daytona Spring Break. Yeah, get some ass. That's what you got to do. So we go to Fort Myers, and uh, we we get to this house, and we're, we're we're there for pretty much like the whole week. I think we left once and went to Daytona. And so, I, uh, I what I should preface the story is by saying that his fiance's parents were extremely religious. They're devout Christians. So throughout the house. There were like, you know, pictures of Jesus smiling or pictures of Jesus Jesus hanging off the cross, baby Jesus. Just, I mean, there were like poems, like, you know, those footprints poems that you see in Dennis office, right? They were like hanging on the walls and like Jesus poems and like the Psalms over here. And you weren't allowed to swear at all. So the whole time we're getting wasted and we had to like watch our language because I guess uh, the the mother uh, would become really upset if she heard swear words. So, and... You know, so I mean, we're we're pretty much on our best behavior. We couldn't bring girls back to the house, so you know, we'd have to go to their yeah, hotel. It kind of inhibits the getting ass aspect of the trip. It, it definitely kind of yeah, it inhibited the getting ass aspect. But then we just kind of had to go. Seems like poor planning. It it was, but I mean, it was free. We had no money, so yeah, we had to stay, you know, for a week in Fort Myers in this house. So at the uh, the the weekend right before we left, we were it was actually the night before we left. Um, Chuck's fiance came down with two of her friends. So there's three of us, three guys, and three chicks. And so the way it worked out, one of the girls was just butt ugly. The other girl was actually pretty cute, and then the other girl is uh, Chuck's fiance. So we ended up just like partying with those girls and just getting, I mean, completely wasted. We were doing blow, we're like, you know, smoking some weed, just getting really drunk, and they had a pool. So we're like hanging out, playing a nice game of grab ass. Little grabas, underwater grabas. Yeah. You know. I feel like heterosexual grabas is like rookie bush league shit compared to gay Olympics. <laughs> well, no, we don't we don't play grabas professionally like the gay men. No, well, I'm I'm just saying. So we're yeah we're doing everybody the, has to have something to do. Though. We're doing the amateur like Naturally. you know the amateur version of grabas. But yeah, so anyways, we're getting drunk, having a randy old time, hanging out. And so I was sleeping. My bed was downstairs in the. It was like their little den. And the I Jew a, hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they tossed the Jew downstairs in the Jew hole. No, I, I, was, I was sleeping on a couch. It was a couch bed. It was a, a nice place. So, you know, the end of the night was drawing near. Everyone was kind of coupling up. My, uh, my other friend who went down there was, refused to couple up with a really ugly fat chick. I think they ended up just kind of having to hang out. And so I, you know, naturally, being the stud that I am, ended up hooking up with a cute girl. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making out. Have a little fun, grabbing some ass, you know, grabass. And so Chuck 
and his fiance were explicit in saying that she was not allowed to spend the night downstairs. No matter how drunk we were, I had to make sure that she was upstairs. I mean, his parents wouldn't even let them. They're engaged and wouldn't let them sleep in the same bed. So your duty was to send this girl back up to her get the room that uh, Chuck's fiance was staying. Well, in. they didn't. They didn't say we couldn't, you know, have sex. They were just saying that you got to make sure she goes to bed upstairs in her room. So I was like, all right, all right, you know, we're drunk. We're like, okay, whatever. So that night we just ended up like having sex. I mean, we were just having this raw sex. I was so drunk. I don't even remember, you know, what, what we did. I mean, we, we did pretty much everything. And we're, we're just getting just wasted. And so all I really remember is I woke up. You know how when you drink all night and you wake up and you haven't drank any water, you're completely dehydrated. You know, mouth tastes like a dry sock. Juice. Yeah, orange juice. That's it. The only thing in my mind was orange juice or water. I would have taken water. And Excedrin. That would have been nice. So, you know, it's like probably, I think I got up at like 6.30 in the morning. So you climbed the rope ladder out of the Jew hole. Yeah, I climbed out of the Jew hole very slowly. No, you know, I went upstairs and, you know, I think I was wearing like my tidy whities I didn't even know where I was. It didn't even occur to me that it's I wasn't fantastic even. Fantastic image, by the way. Yeah, me with like my long dreadlocks, you know, tattoos, and my tidy whities and I'm walking upstairs, and I, you know, I didn't even realize I wasn't even in my house. And you know how that is when you're that drunk, you know, and that hungover. All I was thinking was orange juice. So I go in the kitchen, and there's the mother. You know, the, the fiance's mother was in the kitchen, like reading cooking, the Bible or something. She was cooking breakfast for everybody, and so I'm kind of standing there in my tidy whities and she's looking at me with this face of just pure horror, like she had never seen, you know, a Jew in his tidy whities before. Like, you know, I don't know. Well, and it's a I, shocking sight the first time. Well, I'm looking at her just like I don't want to see in your tidy whities Well, I, you know, I'm looking at her just kind of thinking like, what's your problem? Why are you so, you know, upset? I mean, she, dude, she was horrified. Her face was pale. Her mouth was like a gape, and she's just staring at me just like in shock. And I just kind of look at her, and I was like, uh, could I have some orange juice? And she's just kind of looking at me, not really doing anything. And I was just like, all right, whatever. So I just went back downstairs and just got back into bed. And I didn't even notice, but the girl was still downstairs in bed next to me. Whoops. Yeah, I didn't even notice. So maybe like, I don't know, two minutes later, five minutes later... Chuck, my friend, runs downstairs and is like, dude, get up. What the fuck? Dude, get up. And I look over and I'm just like, what? What? And he's like, look at you. And I'm looking down. And dude, I was covered. Like my, I was covered in blood. There was blood in my mouth. There was blood on my chest. There was blood like clotted. Not blood like red blood, you know, regular, you know, blood. It was clotted, dark red, like almost black blood. The girl was on her period. She was ragging. And dude, I must have been eating her out. I must have been like so. It wasn't really blood. It was it. it was Menses. Yeah, it, it was it was menstrual fluid. You Jeff, know, we don't we don't even have to deal with anything like that. Dude, it, it Jeff, looked, Jeff is turning green. I, I'm not lying here. I don't want to. I don't want to shock you anymore. Dude, you have just so. Yeah, I don't want. I, I don't want to shock go, you I'm anymore. Gonna go, I'm gonna go to temple and, and church. <laughs> Thank God for hey, you're gonna have to be baptized. You're gonna have to be baptized after this. No, no, I thank but God for me being gay every day. I, it was like tomato paste, like sticking out of my dreads, and I'm like, you know, my tidy whities were stained, That's pretty fucking nasty. and the bed, the couch bed, it was like these white sheets. There's just blood all over, and the girl. I mean, she had she was naked in bed, and she had like blood all over her, you know, all over her, like ass, and there's like blood all over the sheets. And I'm just kind of sitting there, and, and my and my roommate Chuck was just like, "Dude, you got to get up, you got to go to the bathroom, and you got to get get out of the house. We have to go right now." And I was like, "What do you mean?" I was he was like, "She's freaking out. She's flipping out." Her, the mother, 
and the father wanted to like kick my ass or something. So you were banished from the house. Dude, I was immediately banished. And the dad was upstairs pacing. I guess he had been, he'd went downstairs to the garage and saw us both sleeping there. So the mother already knew about all of this. And when, when I went upstairs to get the orange juice and my tidy whities I think the, the, the realization became true. And she was, you know, I mean, they, they were really pissed. So I essentially, what I, what I had to do is I had to go change, you know, put on my clothes, grab my stuff, and sit in the car for like an hour till finally we left. Feeling shame. Oh, dude, they were so upset about this. I never saw the girl again. But like, fast forward five Who years. Who was the girl again? I don't even remember her name. Some chick. Flo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's call her Crystal. Lisa. I don't know. She she's, she's seemed kind of trashy. Yeah, Flo. Aunt Flo. Let's call Flo. her Aunt Flo. Flo. So uh, I was waiting in the car, and we ended up leaving. And you know, Chuck was laughing about it, but at the same time, he's like, "Dude, they are really, really upset." And so five years later, when they got married. And it was the first time I had seen the fiance's parents again. They didn't even talked to me at the wedding. They remembered that. Obviously, Flo wasn't there, or else you just didn't see her. If Flo had been there, I wouldn't mind going for round number two. <laughs> but this time, I would have checked. I'd have been like, "Dude, put a tampon in there or something." A cork. Yeah, plug it up. Shit up. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's just like, Jesus. dude, you know what I don't understand? It's like, don't don't, you, don't girls know when they're on their period? Don't they, don't they have that like feminine intuition or something? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, guy. How the fuck would I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I thought she would know enough to like throw a pad down there or something. But maybe she just got it that night, and it was so you definitely you would have been you would have been trying to eat her out through a pad. That doesn't. work. I was so drunk, I would have probably ate the pad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I probably wouldn't even bother. You know how like you get that drunk and you're that horny? It's like I don't care if you just shit yourself. I'm eating your ass anyways. <laughs> you know, it's just like it was kind of something like that. And so yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. And you know, and and then that's called earning your red wings. I earned my red wings for the first time that night, and and I'm kind of ashamed to say that. Subsequently, I've earned my Red Wings probably maybe ten or twelve more times. <laughs> you know, I'm not not as not as egregious, not as bad as that. But so, would you um, say you got a taste for it? No, I don't have a taste. I don't. I don't have like a fetish for girls that are bleeding. All right, dude. Whatever you say. I'm just saying. Right. I, you know, I've been drunk. You've earned your Red Wings before, haven't you? Um, no comment. I have no comment. Yeah, well, you know, does it count if if you eat a girl out when she's on her period? That's earning your Red Wings, not if you have sex with her. I, I want to make that point. It's got to be a distinction. Your, the red wings have to be on your face. I, I will never get anywhere near Dude, any of those wings. I had a red, red or not. I had a red beard. <laughs> I would call it a red goatee. So then there's my sick and wrong story. I don't know. It's people, pretty disgusting. It, it's pretty foul. I mean, it didn't involve shit coming out of my pants or whatever my brother's going to talk about. I'm sure. I'm sure whatever stories Lance and I have don't even compare to what this deviant has done. You're, you're, you're fucking. That's, that's pretty fucking nasty guy. It's, it's, really it's pretty foul. It's pretty foul. But you, you know what? We invite the audience to vote and determine who gets Gentleman Jack. Sick yeah. Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. It's basically vote for your favorite bodily fluid. But yeah. we haven't heard from Jeff yet. So. Yeah, so I, I can I can only infer what type of bodily fluid he's going to talk about. So uh, let me pass the mic and let me play some theme music here. And uh, pass the uh, mic over to uh, Jeffrey. Short on 
I used to work at a really raunchy bar in Chicago. We had uh, Dude, that's an understatement. You've worked at two yeah, was, nasty bars in Chicago. I worked at a few nasty places. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm the deviant that you give me the credit for, but I've certainly spent enough time around the deviants, getting them fucked up enough to to uh, to show their true colors, with, be it with drugs or with liquor. You know, getting them fucked up enough that they can really, really. Can we get a participate plug? in their deviant uh, behavior with no guilt plug? or memory whatsoever. <laughs> I, I think we probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> we, can't, we can't say that now. Maybe we shouldn't because people no, might still yeah, go. People back might to still these go bars. to those bars. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. However, they, they had funny names. Yeah. However, they had you know there was a international Mr. Leather was in Chicago that week, and international Mr. Leather is kind of like a well, it's a massive event, and, you know. Deviant, what is Mr. Leather? Is that nasty like, homos from all over the world come in. Is that like, like the Miss America they take, what pageant? What they do is it's kind of that's exactly what it is. It's like a Miss America pageant for big, fat, hairy guys. Some not not <laughs> as big and fat and hairy, but at least hairy men in in leather. Yeah, very. So you're talking bears, very states like of undress. Could be anywhere from a bear to a muscle guy. Yeah, but he had to wear all leather. They're wearing like chaps with like leather jocks and like a chain harness and like one of those <laughs> you know Jimmy Dean motorcycle hats. Dude, nipple clamps go without saying. I have nipple clamps on right now. However, so, you know, but sexual deviants from all over the world come over and they take over a luxury hotel in downtown Chicago. So this is an international event. This is a, I mean, everyone, like I said, international Mr. Leather, hence the name there, guy. So you have, and, like, uh, you have those freaks from Germany coming over. Dude, you have freaks from every fucking corner of the Hans. world. Doing, you know, I mean, the best part of this event is working in the bars and later on, here in the hotel, people come and give you the horror stories of the shit that they've seen in those rooms. <laughs> fucking blood and feces all over the walls. Oh, dude, could you imagine you know, being like a maid crosses, in one of those hotels? You know, bolted to the walls to tie people up to and shit hanging from the ceiling. Dude, you know? I'm going to remember this. When does this happen? Is this happening in like the Memorial summer? Memorial weekend, man. It's Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, I'm in the end of May. I'm never going to stay in a hotel in Chicago Memorial Day I weekend. I would go down there just to fucking see it, dude. It's absolutely insane. It's a crazy event. However, you know, so, so this didn't specifically happen to me because I would never personally do this, but You've never I'd never seen I'd never seen anything that actually really made me vomit. Wait, hold, you know, you hear stories of people that are like, I saw this thing, it was so disgusting, I actually puked, and you're like, yeah, right, whatever. I saw something that actually literally made me vomit. And I'd just eaten to go into this bar to go, you know, to go to work, and I'm sitting at the bar in the corner of the back of this bar. So you were working. So there was like, you know, a main bar up the front, and the back there's another bar, and then off to the side there's like kind of a sex room, you know. So this is in the <laughs> this is in the middle. Of the, I love how, you know I love how all gay bars have to have that one. They don't know all sex. gay bars don't have sex rooms. Just you know, Dude, not, not all just the bars, good ones. <laughs> no straight bars do. I think yeah. that's the key. Well, no, but all the gay bars you've worked in have had like this little room where guys. I wouldn't just say go all of them. Sex. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not talking about the rest stops here. No, no. So, so, yeah. Well, anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> I go to work, uh, right, and I see this group of people huddled around, you know, and we're talking, when I say a group of people, we're talking guys in their age from, I'd say, age range from, like, late 30s to mid-50s, and so there's a gaggle of them, a gaggle being about gaggle. 8 or 12, gaggle. surrounding this chair that's on a pedestal, it's like a barber's chair that's on a pedestal that our boot black used to use to, 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 to shine boots. Wait a second, okay, there's a sex room and a boot black? Yeah, to shine boots, and to shine up your leather for you, and so, uh... <laughs> You know, I'm not really paying attention, but my I know there's a big party that's about to start. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I, I, my, I have my co- I have my copy shining away here. <laughs> my god piece needs a shining. <laughs> so anyway, I was, uh, I was, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm kind of looking over. And I'm not seeing what's going on. I can see the guy sitting in the chair, and I can see a bunch of people around him. And they're all kind of like so wooing and eye. Were you serving drinks or you? No, I was setting up the bar because oh, okay, I was going to be bartending bar. that night in the back there. You know, so I went and said something to the manager. I was like, you know, there's this. Uh, 
It was a certain sex group. I don't want to say their name, but I'm like, these freaks are, you know, still in the back corner. Harry I said, do I need to shut them up? Yeah, the Harry <laughs> Krishna, <laughs> the Harry Krishna, the Jehovah's Witness kids are still in the back doing some kind of deviant act. So, I, you know, he goes, he goes, go over there. Fan club. He goes, go over there and tell them to hurry the fuck up. So, I went back and I, you know, kind of pushed them aside. You know, I was like, what? Hurry the fuck up! I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing anyway? And I swear to God, man, these guys kind of like parted ways. And there's this little, little naked guy. I want to, you know, I want to say old. I'm talking, you know, maybe 50, early fifties, you know, and did this extreme sex so bullshit. Middle aged dude. Middle aged dude sitting there. He's got a leather vest on and nothing else, and big combat boots, and his balls. Each ball is the fucking size of a goddamn softball. I mean, they're just like a grapefruit. They're huge, and there's like a. I don't know what the fuck you call it. One of those IV There's one of those IV pipes going into the top of his balls, like right at the base of his dick. And I guess what they were doing is filling his balls full of saline. Now I don't know what you do. I don't know what that does. I've, I've read about extreme sex where people are into that, but it doesn't. I don't understand why. You know. They were sitting around watching. There was a bunch a of people watch this guy fill his fucking balls full of saline. Okay. So wait, does he have like a tire pump or something? No. <laughs> How do they get the saline in the nuts? They put it with one of those UV lines you use in the hospital and drip down and fill up his nuts. I think it's an IV line, but okay. What did I call it? UV line. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know the hell, I don't know. I don't know nothing about you know any of those lines. I wouldn't stick any so of those wait, things wait, in my so balls. Was the dude just squatting there with his? No, he was leaning back in the chair, nuts, man. Nutsack. Leaning back in the chair, and his nutsack is full with fucking saline. All these people. I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I could feel the bile rising. Because <laughs> I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And Wait, so, can I, can I, I, I hate to have to ask, but did he have an erection? No, he didn't. <laughs> Funny enough, he did so not have a limp penis with so her just wait, lying on top of it. It was like this tiny balls. little limp penis on the lying on top of two big fucking softball grapefruit looking testicles. testicles. It was disgusting. So, dude, this so is I'm even looking, arousing. But the guy is kind of in pain. Okay, because they were obviously doing it wrong, it and hurt. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you guys need to fucking hurry. This is fucking gross. I was speechless, you know? I was just like, what the fuck? And they pulled the fucking thing out of his balls, and this bloody saline fucking sh- line of water shoots out of the side of his ball and hits the one guy on the fucking vest and, like, on his chest, and you can kind of see it just kind of, like, dripping down. And I'd eaten just before I went in there, so literally I'm just like... I was a guest, man. My Jesus fucking Christ, chin dude. is hanging down by my fucking feet, and I'm like, motherfucker! And I ran to the bathroom <laughs> and I vomited into the fucking urinal, probably get fucking because there's no toilets in that bathroom. It was like one of those bathrooms where you stand out and pee, and other people are on their knees so you can pee on them. I'm sure you guys have those kind of bathrooms, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so this was like a saline blood. So that just like, like right out of there, out of his nuts? like a whale spout. Coming out of his nuts. Not that, but it didn't like shoot out in a big gush. I mean, it shot out for a little while and then it, you know, closed up. So his balls are still. I don't know how you drain balls with saline like that. I don't know if you piss them out or what, but. What is. Okay, what is the purpose of this? Is this like still, an S&M you know, thing? It's like an SM extreme sex thing. Have you ever met any other men that are into this? No, no. I mean, I've seen some fucked up shit. You know, like, like if you were sounding. What is sounding? <laughs> they take like, this, this like, metal rod that's kind of like a pen, you know, but it's like made of surgical steel, and you stick it into the head of your penis, and you slide it all the way in there. Oh, Jesus! Into the hole of your dick, and down your urethra, and apparently it's like jerking off from the inside out. Never done that, though. Why would you want to? Dude, I don't even understand this. They say this. it feels really good. You know what's straight, man? The only time we ever get anything stuck in our penis or I know, is when you get a gonorrhea, we get a gonorrhea test. test. We don't stick on our own accord. We get the gonorrhea test in the back of our throat. <laughs> 
I'm serious. So, dude, people really just would kind of sit around and be like, hey, dude, I just shoved this metal rod up my dick. No, they had, like, groups that got together and did that in this back room, but they'd, like, run out the back room. It was disgusting, man. So it seems like part of it is just watching other dudes do it is part of the thrill. I don't know if that's part of the thrill or if that's, like, kind of like passing an accident where something bad, really, really bad happened. <laughs> so, I mean, just can't how do away. they get the, the metal rod out of the dick? They pull it out. I mean, you use lots of lube. And you just kind of shove it in, dude. Yeah. But I'm mean, so. Did, are there guys? That I wouldn't can say shove, you shove it in. Like how thick is this? It is it about the size of a pencil? Or <laughs> well, it depends on how big your urethra is and how used you are to doing no, it. No, but I mean, do guys stretch up to like baseball bats? No. No. Okay. All the right. urethra is not going to be here. bigger than the actual penis itself. Oh, okay, all right. That's some all gay right. medical knowledge. Right that is there. some gay medical knowledge right there. Dude, yeah. that's got to affect Actually, that's mystery. a warning if you ever decide to try sound. I wouldn't stick anything into the head of your dick that's Dude, actually bigger. I can bigger. honestly say <laughs> the head of I don't your think dick. I'd ever be able to work at a place where someone you know, poured saline. That doesn't happen that often. That doesn't happen in places that Dude, you work often. you told me at the same bar that you're working at that you went back there one time, and there was a guy, a lawyer guy, just sitting in one of those little kitty waiting pools, and a bunch of dudes, like ten dudes, just standing around pissing on him. Well, they used to have pizza. they used to have a water sports weekend. Were it was on like one of our themes. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. They just closed off. In fact, the back room got closed off one night. I was actually bar back in that night, and it was one of those back rooms where you had to like dress in leather or uniform to get back there. And I was carrying three cases of beer, and this cop said, "Hey, you have to close down this back room." And I looked over at him, and I'm like. Whatever, Mary, get the fuck out of the way. Can't you see I'm busy? And I hip-checked him out of the way, and I went to the front bar, and the manager came running up, and he said, what the fuck did you say to that cop? I said, what cop? <laughs> he said, the cop by the back room. I was like, that's a real cop? I thought it was one of the people that were just there the you know, for the people. night. Yeah, like a village person. <laughs> and I went back there and said to the cop, you know, it's an honest mistake. There's two other cops and some construction workers, and I'm looking for an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing? Nothing. They were closing down the back room because they were fucking. There was this little old guy in a fucking wetsuit that was being like a like a black plastic wetsuit that was laying in this cloth tub that we had in the middle of the room, and all these people were pissing all over him. Well, at least you guys provided that in the tub. Right? Yeah, we did, man. Actually, we hauled that fucking tub yeah, out of the back room say, once a month. Who has to wash you, it? Who had to wash out the tub? The janitor. Oh, dude. The boot black? It wasn't, who was actually the janitor, too? The boot black was the janitor. <laughs> he didn't get paid very well. It's like the worst job at a gay bar. Boot black piss tub washer. I think it's the worst job ever. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse. Dude, I don't know, man. On, on that note, I, th I think you might have trumped me and uh, maybe not Wackerly, though. I don't know. I mean, it didn't oh, actually on. happen to yeah, me. I guess that's pretty I mean, you know, that nobody stuck sailing into my balls, personally, but I literally, I've never really upchucked from seeing something, and I fucking... Up my chuck all over that fucking bathroom when I saw that fucking line of piss and blood shoot out. I'm astonished. I don't even really know what to say about that. Is there a noise like when you let the air out of a, out of a balloon? Dude, you know what? <laughs> it was more like... <laughs> ah, dude. So what the guy do that got sprayed? Just kind of stand there? Dude, you know, he was the one who was administering this thing to him. So I think I think what they were supposed to have done is been able to, like, drain it back into the bag or something like that. Because I can't imagine you just... I, maybe the saline dissolves into your body. I don't know that. So how do you end a session like that with a rousing game of grab ass? <laughs> you really do. Every, every session, every gay session is, is everything just kind of always a rousing game of grabass. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, rousing well, grabass game. Well, uh, we kind of have to wrap up the show here, but um, God, dude, that was uh, very enlightening. Very enlightening. I'll take you to the bar sometime. Uh, I'd rather not. We're gonna dress you up as but, a. Uh, we're gonna dress you up as a little army guy. Uh, okay, I, I, might, I might pass on that. But I'd like to thank my uh, brother you don't go Jeff for coming down to the Sick and Wrong podcast. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank you for finally coming in here. It was good. 
is podcast 25 and uh, people vote as to which story uh, you find the most disgusting sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com although I don't think there's much question I, I doubt it either but uh, hey well, you know it's always the listening audience who decides who gets the uh, gentleman's jack who gets the liquor here on uh, sick and wrong well uh, stay tuned next week we'll be back with uh, podcast 27 and I have a damn good article next week and uh, yeah in the future I think we're, we might have to have my brother be a recurring guest here on the show. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, uh, smell you later. Bye. Good night.